As a pastor, I have an incredible privilege that we call the power of the pulpit. It's a platform for sure. And some people give the word spoken from any pulpit very serious consideration, if not reverence, which makes what I say in worship, particularly when I'm preaching, something that I have to take very, very seriously because I know that my words matter. Despite this, there are still times in my life when I do not feel heard, when I feel erased even. And because I know how difficult, frustrating, and exasperating erasure can feel, it's become really important to me to make sure that I do my best to help the people around me to know that I'm not just listening to them, but I hear them. And at this, I have failed many times. Plenty of times I've done my own form of erasure, not on purpose, but I've done it. And for that, I do repent. This issue is, as we all know, at the root of so many interpersonal conflicts. It's a breakdown of communication that hurts and it cuts deeply. And I believe we see that at play in this passage from Matthew chapter 13. The people at home wouldn't or couldn't hear him. And you can hear Jesus Jesus's utter frustration. Verse 58 of Matthew 13 makes this especially clear, as it basically says, he threw his hands up. He skipped offering them his many works of power because they wouldn't or they couldn't hear him. There's a word there. There are many words there, and here are some lessons I think that we can take from this story in Jesus's life. Number one, sometimes people won't listen. Number two, sometimes the people who know us best have the hardest time hearing us. Number three, sometimes we are the ones who will not hear. Number four, God knows about this. Jesus lived it. Number five, try but don't waste your time. And I think I've already discussed that first point, but let me spend some more time on the rest of them. Our closest circles are obviously the places where we communicate the most. History, baggage if you will, can serve as a blockade for our words and even more so for our intentions. We experience it as the speakers, but also as the hearers. And because this is pretty much a universal experience, it's really important that we anticipate it and set an intention to address it. And when we're not being heard, it might help to think about the other times, when times when others have felt unheard by us. It might help to bring a bit of patience, just enough to try communicating a different way. Patience is one of our greatest tools when we aren't understood to a point. Because when you feel like you're screaming into a void, and then you try to get your point across by whispering, and then you try by writing it out, and you give it your very, very best, and you wait, and you exercise patience and compassion and understanding, and they still won't hear you, 
know this. God knows all about that. Jesus experienced that himself. And you know what? After he'd done all that too, he decided it was a waste of time. Because at some point, when you're not being heard at all, and you've tried your best and they won't hear you, this can be damaging to us. And Jesus, in an act of self-care, moved on. And sometimes we have to do the same. This doesn't mean that we make a full break necessarily. Jesus moved on, but he didn't necessarily move past them. There was room for them to repent and to come to him in other places. He didn't go that far away. Which brings me to my final point. I believe what this passage describes is something that God experiences with us all of the time. I believe that God can feel like we are that unlistening void. Like God can speak or shout or whisper and will try and has tried any number of ways to reach us and sometimes we still don't hear. And when we feel like we so desperately need to hear God, all it takes is the approach, the turning back to God, it's doing what the people didn't do at home with Jesus. But remember this, with God, there's always a chance. With God, it's never too late. God is still speaking to you, shouting, whispering, never giving up. All we have to do is to leave God an opening, and God will take care of the rest. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this element of worship. We are so grateful that you have entrusted the park with this moment to hear music, to listen to the word of God, whatever it may be. And we just ask for your support. The park only functions with the generous donations of people like you. And 100% of your donation goes to the incredible ministries of this church, which give and give and give again. Thank you for the ways that you give in advance and for all that you might be ready to give in the future. God bless you and amen.